So here we go. Ultimate motorcycling listed it. It's like all of them. <laughs> Looks like uh, <coughs> fork pistons can be stuck. 2,864 EXC and 457 Husqvarna Enduro models from 125 to 302 strokes and 250 to 454 strokes. They should stop, immediately stop riding the recall motorcycles and schedule an appointment for an, with an authorized KTM or Husqvarna dealer for free recall service check. They will be repaired free of charge. Model year 2015 motorcycles will have the letter F in the 10th position of the vehicle identification number. The affected motorcycles were sold at dealers from June 2014 to October 2014 for between six and eleven thousand dollars. Wow. So, if you have a Husqvarna or KTM enduro bike that you bought in the last few years from a dealer, you might want to go and make sure that your bike is ready to go. Ouch. Are we actually recording? Yeah, I think that I starts know. us for episode 51. <laughs> yes. Recalls. That was pretty, that's pretty... I think that's one of the worst recalls I've ever seen. I mean, that's not worse, but that's a lot. That's a lot of models, right? Jeez. Yeah. I mean, that's basically all of their... Uh, Off-road. Yeah. <laughs> their race bikes. <laughs> yeah. So, besides talking about off-road or, well... Recalls for episode 61. Um, well, we got a couple other industry news stories which Chrissy's going to bring out with us, share with us. There's a couple of other um, gear launches. Speedy announced their 2015, um, or spring basically, 2015. I think we went over Revit in the last episode. Everyone else has pretty much announced um, all the main main brands anyway. OpenStars, Dainese, Revit. They've all pretty much launched um, their product lines. What else have we got? A couple events coming up this summer. Oh, trip planning. I'm already planning my first weekend. I need to figure oh, out yeah? I need to figure out what I'm going to do. Well, I want to go... I need to, I want to take like a week off. I want to take some time off in April when Evan's traveling because he's traveling um, like the day after our anniversary. Well, the day of our anniversary, he's leaving for like five days to go to Vegas. So I figured maybe that's a good time that I can go off and go riding. (laughs) So I'm thinking about going to West Virginia and then meeting um, Tamala there for a day or two of riding so ride out take two days depending how far it is uh, to ride out and then meet her go riding with her for a day or two and then ride back home so it would be a short four day or something maybe five day thing i'm thinking although i don't temperatures ooh, they might suck because i don't know seems like yeah april still isn't east coast spring i guess well it's a crapshoot because she told me that in some years, it's been really nice, like 60s. But then there's some times where, where winter sticks around a little bit. And then it's, you know, it could be really cold in the mountains. So it's a crapshoot. So I might just put in for it and then see how the weather is as it gets closer. And then if I have to, I'll cancel it and, you know, not go. Um, 
the uh, one thing I do, I am going to do plan for in June is um, the Mid-Atlantic Women's Motorcycle Rally. And it's, I think it's only like a couple hundred people. It's not like thousands of people, but it looks pretty interesting. Um, I'm hoping to go down there and do a seminar, but it's down, uh, God, where is it? I think it's in Gettysburg. No, not Gettysburg. It's not that far from me. I, I think it's only like a couple hours from here. So I'm definitely a weekend in June. But I want to, I, I, you know, we talked about it last episode. Like, I want to do like a week and a half or two on the road. But the problem is I can't really get the spouse to be able to take time off. Like to he, ride, to, wait, you, you can't get the spouse to ride your motorcycle while you ride his that's that's the operative operative phrase right there no because by that time i'm gonna have a new motorcycle Uh no the the issue is he can't just schedule time off like he can't say i'm gonna take off the week of june 14th and then schedule it he can't do that because the clients are erratic and you know new projects come up and he's kind of a slave to any new clients that come in so we can plan it all we want but there's you know there's always a chance he just can't go last minute so I don't know, maybe I'll plan something just with him. And then if he doesn't, he can't go with me. I'll just go by myself and go on my own one week solo ride, which I'm And then have a, a warm weather backup plan too, in the event that wherever you're heading turns out to be a little dicey. Well, no, this would be June. Oh, okay. Like, so I wanted to do a, a long, yeah. like first long weekend as soon as the weather breaks. Like as soon as it gets to fifties, I'm going to go out someplace and do an overnight. I'm hoping that means end of April, you know, April, we'll see, but I definitely wanted to do something in like June, July, you know, do a week, just go traipse around mountains when it's nice and warm. But, um, that was, I was, I was hoping with him, but I may just have to go by myself, but no, by that time I'm going to have a new ride. I have finally met, I saved up, uh, my goal amount for the half, well, for the amount that I will need on top top of what I hope to get when I sell my bike. So I've saved up that difference because it's going to cost me way more money. Have you listed your bike yet? No, I actually have a coworker who wants to buy it. Ah, perfect. Yeah. And she'll probably buy it as long as when she test rides it, that she likes it. And I think she will, but I just don't want to take her money without her test riding it and knowing, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, she wanted to give me money. I'm like, you're crazy. Like, I'm not. I'm not taking any money from you at all until that isn't the that isn't the iron butt one is it what do you mean oh no not kate no no um no this isn't my other another co-worker in the in the showroom socrates um she has a ninja 250 she wants to upgrade so i just told her i i'm happy to sell it to you but i want you you know you i want you to ride it because i just you know i can't in good conscience take agree to take your money and then you i don't know you hate it or i don't know i mean who knows oh you work with her yeah yeah and it so makes sense. i just like don't worry i'm not gonna sell it i'm not gonna put it on craigslist or anything i'll i'm just gonna hang on until the weather gets good enough for you to test ride it and you you know you're first in line for that so I, it's okay don't worry so she's like that's cool so it works out so Assuming she loves it, that means I've got all the money I need. Well, <laughs> I saved, <laughs> I prepared for the bare minimum. So I saved for the minimum amount that I'm going to need to 
buy my bike if I can find one at that price point. So I don't know. I may need some more money later, but at least I have most, most of it. So we'll see. Indeed. Yeah. What kind of trips are you planning? Any riding? Um, yeah, a couple. Uh, Where? I do have a contingency plan that's somewhere between the East Coast or Baja. And that's depending mm. on my uh, partner in crime that's going to be joining me for that ride. So I'll have to wait a little on that. And then um, still got some stuff brewing for the springtime. Mm. And I really want to go to Cuba. Now that they've kind of mm. essentially retracted the need to officially have a permit, but yeah. not the circumstances behind the permit, I'm yeah. certain I could get someone to uh, to take a story if I went. Mm. So that said, um, I would love to do that for my birthday. So I've been kind of thinking about two weeks in Cuba right around my birthday in the fall. Mm. Go riding. Hang out. Smoke some cigars. Listen to good music. Hmm. Probably get fat eating really great food. Hmm. Uh-huh. That sounds really fun. Cuba. Yeah. Part of me wants to go back to Ireland. Like, I, what I wish we could really do is take two weeks, like a solid week and a half, and go back to Ireland and ride around the island. It's not a big island, but I actually I probably could probably only need a couple days to ride around that island, maybe a few, and then jump on a ferry or something and get over to England and ride there. Like to be able to ride between, you know, both countries. But for now, it's too cold and icy to go anywhere. Mm. Yeah, so uh, what temperature is it right about now? Well, it's probably single digits now, now that it's 940. It's supposed to be like five degrees tonight. And when we went Ugh. out, when we went out earlier um, this afternoon to run a couple errands, it was like 25. And then when we got home, it was 20. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit ouch. But not much snow because we only had a couple inches of snow. So there's just a little bit, like hardly any snow on the ground. And then there's mostly some ice and salt. Really, there's more salt than snow, because it just doesn't snow down here very much, so it's actually not that bad, but the ice you, is bad. You probably don't want to know what it was today in L.A. No, I saw. I opened my weather app, and it was stuck on L.A., and it's at 75. I'm like, you know, I'm just going to delete this from my city. This morning, this. when I left to go on my ride at 9 o'clock, it was 68, and I had a little sweater underneath my jacket. And by the time we got to the highest point of our ride, it was about 79. And then when I got back to uh, pretty much close to my house, it was 83. <sighs> but if it makes you feel better, I was supposed to be able to stand on no, this peak and see all the way to the Channel no. Islands. But they were kind of like obscured really. underneath smog. So I couldn't get the view too. <laughs> smog. No, not really. But that's okay, because <laughs> I keep telling myself, oh, I have this really great job. And speaking of really <laughs> great job, we're hiring at our company, as you might know. I mean, there's always a ton of jobs listed on the jobs page, page but more specifically, 
uh, we need people to work with me. So if yes, we have two positions open in our showroom. Um, of course, you have to be you have to come to Philadelphia for that and work in physically in this location at the store. But we're and you have to like Joanne. You have to like meet. Well, you don't have to because I mean we can always stand really <laughs> far apart because the showroom's like two thousand square feet. Um, uh, I would love to see a woman come you know work in there with me. That would be amazing. One, we need a retail store sales associate like myself, so someone who's there doing sales. And then someone else who um, will work as a cashier. So they're both full-time. So if you have any questions about the job, you can go to revzilla.com slash jobs. There's actually a big banner ad, I think, on every page you visit on Revzilla where it says we're hiring. And you apply online. You have to submit. There's just like 10 or 15 questions. You can upload your resume or you paste it in, I think, and submit. And if they like you, they'll they'll get back to you. Make sure you spell check your resume because you don't want typos and uh, write up a little cover letter, just a couple paragraphs. Give us, you know, give some information and apply. So if you've already done that, then hopefully you've heard back or hopefully someone's contacted you. But if not, that means we are still looking. So Brazil is a pretty, they're very particular about who they hire, um, you know, well, one to really make keep the company an, a kick-ass place to work i mean it's it's great because they're very very careful about who they hire and you know when the job description says requirements attention to detail great customer service and then you submit a resume and cover letter with a lot of typos a lot of misspelling errors and a lot of <laughs> a lot of misinformation that doesn't show attention to detail so <laughs> spend a few minutes polish your resume, send it in. It's a spectacular place to live. And, um, you know, it's, it's not easy. It's, you know, I, for someone who used to see the sun more regularly, it's not easy for Joanne. <sighs> she kind of misses it. There's so, sun. so occasionally um, you might hear her get a little frustrated by Philly because there... she was, she was on the West coast and then she moved to kind of like the east-ish. Yeah, I mean, uh, the frustration level is definitely down a lot lower than it used to be, but, you know, it's the price I pay for having a really great place to work and being able to get up and want to go to work and be happy to go to work. And, you know, I kid you not, when I'm at work, there are just, I'll have random moments throughout the day where I'm just like, I really love my job. This is great. I'm really having a good time today. And it's, Every day I have that moment. I I really, I cannot remember the last time I had a job where I was really happy to be there. And I'm never, ever wishing, I've never once thought I wish I moved back home. It's, it's quite honestly that it's been that good for me. So if you think you might be a good fit for one of the jobs that we have, I mean, of course, I, well, I'm specifically, you know, really, really, really hoping that someone will apply um, for their store jobs, but you know, if you just are looking for a job and we have something that you might like, you should definitely apply. It's, it's a really great place to work. Lots of fun things going on and dressing up a lot of costumes. If you like, <laughs> if you like dressing up <laughs> every other week, there's some excuse to dress up. Um, yeah, you know, free coffee sometimes, free lunch, there's lots of freebies. It's a good place to work. Join us. 
So that's my spiel about Revzilla. Um, should put put something on your uh, on your website, and I then did. we'll link to it. Okay. <laughs> I, I did, but I'll I'll send you a link to it. Uh, I posted about it, I think, about a week or a week and a half ago. Um, so if you didn't see that, we'll share it again. Um, in other news, well, Bramo, the Bramo recall, and oh, more recalls. Bramo Impulse and the Impulse R motorcycles from 2013 and 2014 model years. So the one that we rode, Ouch. Uh, recalling a total of 149 units, All and they were made between November <laughs> of 2012. Well, of I don't know. I don't, yeah, exactly. I'm like, Basically. how many did they actually make? Uh, November 2012 through July of 2014, and the transmission breather tube. Um, may blow some of the oil onto the rear fender and the tire. And, of course, you don't oh. want any oil on your tires while you're riding. No. So, um, Ramo should have notified you. If they have not, please uh, give your dealer a call, and uh, they will install the new uh, the new part for you. Again, remember that when you have recalls on any maker model of vehicle, it's always free. Because it's something that the manufacturer needs to fix, and the dealers should never charge you for anything related to a recall. I mean, typically, I, I mean, I guess there could be some weird, crazy circumstances like, oh, by the way, did you know your brake rotors are br- busted and you need a new brake rotor? I don't know. <laughs> but if it's a you know, repair or part directly related to a recall, you should never have to pay a penny for labor or parts for that. Um, so if you have a Bramo, definitely call your dealer and make sure everything's good. Speaking of motorcycles, I just sent you a link to, looks I like see that recent motorcycle scooter, ATV sales up almost 3%, um, ending in 2014. The MIC has reported that, uh, sales are up from the previous year. So that's fantastic. People are buying bikes. People are riding. More people are riding. More people have money to ride. That's great, right? I think that's pretty cool. Um, anytime, you know, we find out people are buying more motorcycles, that's always, always a really good thing. So hopefully all these new motorcyclists and scooterists are getting training, getting licensed. Um, that always helps. What else? Yamaha's uh, higher displacement scooter is going to come to America in 2015. It's one of the things hmm. I looked at. They only have a lower displacement scooter. So I think it's under like 400. Um, and this one is a 530cc oh. liquid-cooled twin. And it should be interesting. Um Obviously, uh, scooters have slightly different transmission. I'll be sad. I'm not going to be shifting through gears, but uh, that that would I would definitely. It's its own kind of fun. It's different. Yeah, it's I would better, be interested. In, not worse. Interested in riding that. You should. It's different. It's a different experience. Yeah. I'm down. You know, it can be a little awkward. It's believe it or not, it's actually harder to ride a scooter than a motorcycle. I think. Huh. Simply because the the uh, geometry is just a little weird, depending on the scooter. But just the fact that your your uh, center of gravity is actually higher than and not you know what I mean because everything's over uh, the engine's kind of mounted higher uh, under the seat. 
and oh. it's it's kind of yeah it's just not balanced the same as a motorcycle because where they have to put the engine so it's actually a little top heavy and it's not as it doesn't have like that immediate comfort i guess it's just not laid out the same so especially at slow speeds that's why you see a lot of people hanging their feet down below them to bring the center of gravity down because it feels more comfortable if you just let your feet hang like that but then you know you might hmm. break an ankle so yeah. you don't want to do that um but you have to really feather your clutch and throttle because you don't have i mean your clutch you have to f feather your brakes and your throttle because you don't have the clutch to feather right you can't mm -hmm. modulate your speed with the clutch all you can do is brake a little or throttle a little so you have to really balance your throttling um and acceleration and and make it as smooth as you possibly can and then i would i used to drag the rear brake a lot on the scooters just to give it some stability but it's so, kind of sounds annoying. a lot like what i did when i uh rode the big cruisers yeah i would very say similar yeah similar because i, I think partly because your feet are in such a different position of forward control that you're you're raising your center of gravity so it's kind of yeah the same thing and um slow speed is really hard on the scooter it's a lot harder yeah. to balance i mean it's great because you don't have a clutch so it's kind of nice in traffic and you i used to just walk just because it's so slow like i would just walk it but you'll have fun it's different scooters are like toys i don't know they just have a, you just have a different feeling hmm. when you're on one there well it'll be at first yeah It'll be a first. You'll have fun. So yeah, looking forward to that release in the U.S. And since we're talking about Yamaha, mm -hmm. I can talk about the Bolt C-Spec launch that I did. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun um, about a, a week or so ago. And my online review is on, up on motorcycles.about.com. So about motorcycle. And basically, I mean, it was it was a fun bike. Uh, cafe racer, you know, more or less different uh, ergonomics and geometry of how you're sitting, and the uh, the clip-ons were also quite different. So you're more forward-leaning and kind of down, and that for me, for like more than two or three hours of riding at a time, it's a little bit taxing. But uh, we took frequent breaks, and other than that, it was really fun. I mean, I. In all honesty, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me as a rider, but when I'm going in, in canyon roads and, and some twists and turns, I actually enjoy being on a bike that's closer to the ground and not the big BMW. Well, I say big, but wow. um, not the GS. I enjoy being close to the ground. I think I actually ride better. It's easier. Yeah. It's a lot easier. I think easier. I ride better instead of being on the stilts that I kind of feel I am sometimes. Yep. Yeah, you're raising your center of gravity is higher. It's not as it doesn't feel as natural. It doesn't feel as comfortable, and that's why I love my sporties. But the other thing too, you probably feel is because your bike is taller, it falls down into the corners, and it probably scares the crap out of you because it's <laughs> taller. That all if you start leaning, you're gonna feel, the bike just kind of whoo drops into the corner <laughs> really hard. Which is probably right? why I don't lean very much. <laughs> so in, you have to trust your traction, which you you can totally do. And your bike will totally stay with you. It's not going to go down. But because it's taller, it's falling faster and, and more sudden into the corner. 
right? Totally different. Hopefully it felt totally different on the, on the bolt. But if you, um, you know, anyone out there, you're riding a really tall bike, like a Versus or the door GS or something just a little bit taller and you feel it, you know, you kind of, as you lean over, you start, you feel like the bike's just, it either falls in fast, um, and literally starts to fall over. And, and that's kind of a weird feeling. It's cause you're on a really t high bike. So if you ride something shorter, you're going to notice it completely. It'll just feel different as you try to lean into the corners. So, you know, it's never, it's never good to ride something that scares you in the corner. Cause the last thing you want to be well, is scared. It doesn't, it doesn't scare me. It's just, just, it feels more comfortable yes. on say like the Bonneville that I right. rode or, yeah. you know, the, the C-Spec for example. Right. Um, cause it's more natural. Yeah, or the 800S, the BMW that I mm -hmm. rode for a while when mine was getting fixed yep. at the shop. Yep, yep. I mean, as far as long-distance travel, absolutely, the bike that I have is perfect. But yep. uh, for, you know, fun little cruises through canyons and whatnot, I really like it when I'm not on my BMW. <laughs> also, I like the, it more. Definitely I enjoy it more. want to uh, make a clarification between a, a physically taller bike like a 800 GS, you know, when you compare the height of it, like say you measure it from the ground to the top, we're talking about that height, not clearance from the, from the uh, ground to the engine. So we're not talking about um, lowered bikes specifically, but just bikes that have a physically a taller um, measurement because actually the lower, if you lower your bike, when it's too low, you actually lose lean angle. You can't lean over very far because you don't have enough yeah. clearance from the contact patch to the engine. And that's why I'm not a fan of lowering really anything unless it's a 37-inch seat height. Um, anything at a 30-inch or 31-inch seat height and you start lowering things, you start losing your ground clearance to actually lean. And then you're just stuck going straight the entire time. And hmm. uh, that's kind of a dangerous, you know, it's a dangerous balance. Like I remember meeting someone who had lowered his wife's DR650 to where her knees were bent, like that low. She was five wow. feet, five one, maybe, maybe five two. She wasn't taller than me. I'm like, I would never, ever ride that thing. Cause you, and it was loaded. Oh my God. It had boxes and cases and luggage and it wasn't, I mean, they were going around the world for a few years or whatever. So it was fully loaded and lowered. And it was a little scary. Ah, yeah. Gonna bottom out there really soon. Yeah. Well, I digress. There's like 37 degrees of lean, and I can guarantee you that I wasn't anywhere near um, <laughs> hitting, hitting, or maxing out on that. However, the the riders that I was with, uh, one of the guys that I was riding with, Don Kane with Cycle World, um, basically. If it was actually, it was getting dark because towards the end of the ride, we were coming back from Laguna, uh, Laguna Beach. So it was at dusk, and as I'm watching Don make this left, and it's getting kind of dark. He is literally dragging. Uh, I can totally hear you type. By the way, sorry, sorry, <laughs> he is something. Literally leaning more than 37 degrees, and you can see sparks. Nice. So if you didn't actually see his line, if you wanted to follow his line, you could just follow the sparks. He had like a little <laughs> fireworks show. So it's kind of cool. You know, it's like leaving breadcrumbs. Hey, guys, lean like this and just follow my line. Yeah. 
so that was that was awesome. Writing uh, with some of the other journalists from the major publications is always a treat. Uh, as was Jessica with uh, <laughs> Yellow Devil Gear. Uh, she was writing for Motorcyclist. And so she texted me a day or two beforehand and said, hey, guess what? I'm going. So that was nice. great, riding and hanging out with her. You know, the C-Spec was a lot of fun. If you're looking for something different, if you're a guy who's a gal that's looking for, I would even say it's almost entry level. Maybe you've already had a bike for a little while and you've kind of gotten your bearings and decide you want something, but you kind of want to hang with the cruisery crowd, but you kind of <laughs> want to have something different, hmm. then, uh, then the C-Spec is the way to go. And it, there's feet aren't forward there standard and even a little more uh back hmm. the pegs are rearward than than on the bolt so, so aesthetically you're kind you of in a walk, lean position got it so aesthetically you're walking the line between cruiser standard but you have a sportier ride mm-hmm. that's cool i'll be taking one of those out next week borrowing it for a couple weeks just to ride it around mm-hmm. so i can write my second review and and getting on that, a lot of people have asked me, hey, where's your FJ09 review? Um, that is in print media, and I think I kind of covered this on the on the website on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast. Print media takes maybe two months, three months from the time that you submit mm-hmm. your review. And my review deadline, I think, was January 15th on that, and it was uh, maybe a three-month delay, so... Mm-hmm. That's probably not going to be until the April issue of Motorcycle Rides and Culture, which used to be a uh, road bike. Patience is a virtue, my friends. I don't always write online as well as uh, print. So whenever I do cover print, it takes a little longer to see. Well, if um, if I'm lucky, wait a minute, what, is, what month is it? It's February. So I want to say it's end of March. Motorcyclist will publish electronically as well and and then mail out their may issue like they send out their issues a month in advance oh wow um yeah so i want to say it's end of march or beginning of april when you see the may issue you should see my column or my uh, article in the megaphone i want to say it's the megaphone section um just some a little piece related to women's gear and and gearing up so check that out if you have a subscription it's only eight dollars i think on your ipad that's where i got mine mine's electronic a little cheaper than the print one um but yeah look for that at the i want to say it's end of march but we'll as soon as it's out i'll definitely post something but that's coming awesome congrats the only other thing i have is i just wanted to mention briefly a helmet um, issue that I came across on Reddit in the motorcycle forum. Someone had posted uh, a question about their helmet and they asked, they basically asked, why is my helmet so loud? Like this feels like it's really loud. And huh. through a series of questions, I asked him to find out because he didn't give any other information like, well, this is my measurement and this is my head shape. And all he said was, I bought this manufacturer's helmet, no mention of model, why is it loud? And so I asked him a few different questions, you know, did you get fitted? Do you have any idea if it's the right shape for your head? Do you know 
you know, what size you're supposed to be in. So I kind of queried him a little bit. And then finally, I was able to figure out that he was, um, he sized himself three sizes up, two sizes up, excuse me, from a medium to an extra large, um, because he was a long oval head shape. So when you're a long oval, you're longer from the front of your head to the back of your head than from ear to ear. So if you just look at your head in the mirror and you turn it sideways, you can totally see that your head is elongated. And because of that, many people size themselves up a couple sizes because they have to fit the length of their head, right? So if your head's really long, then, you know, and your forehead hurts, well, obviously you have to keep going up until it stops hurting. So that's what this person did. And he and that's how he ended up in a really loud, ill-fitting helmet. He ended up in actually the complete opposite of his shape. He ended up in one of the roundest helmets on the planet. And that's <laughs> an HJC CL-17. It actually goes up to a 5XL, if I believe correctly. And it's a very round shape. And um, the CL line, actually, CL-14, 15, 16, 17, they're all round. And he was up in XL. And so I, <laughs> I go, listen, I'm, you know, I, I know you spent this money. I'm sorry. But it sounds like you really need this helmet. And that's an Arise Signet Q. It's the signature long oval shape for anyone who's had has that shape. It's unfortunately the only one on the market that specifically addresses that head shape. There are some other models, though, out there that kind of fall into the shape. They just kind of made the shape close to that. But the Signet Q is a specific helmet where they said, we're going to make a long oval. And, um, you know, we're also going to give this helmet more forehead space because most people who have a long head front to back, guess what? They also have a taller forehead and they need more room there. So it's a very specific helmet with a very specific fit. And I'm happy to report that he went to his local shop and he purchased a Signet Q. So <laughs> he was happy. But at the same time, I think he was really unhappy because I was spot on with my assessment. So, you know, when you're trying on helmets and trying to figure out what you need, just make sure you're paying really close attention to shape. And the last thing you want to do is go online to say revzilla.com and then, you know, find something that's, oh, it's so pretty or, ooh, it's the colors that match my bike that I've been looking for and then just buy it. Um, you've got to pay attention to shape and really quest ask those questions from whomever you're purchasing it from. Hey, what's the shape of this helmet like? You know, my head seems like it's kind of round, but not really, you know, or whatever. And try to figure that out before you pick something, you know, solely based on how it looks. Because you're going to spend so much time in that helmet. And the last thing you want is for it not to fit right or be, you know, really loud when you're on the highway. That was my triumph, my accomplishment for the week. Was they also make uh, <laughs> fluffier cheek pads too. They as do. As far as I've heard. The cheek, you know, you can up your cheek Certain pads. Certain manufacturers. I mean, at most you can um, uh -huh. change your cheek pads, but that doesn't address your crown fit. All sure, no, is, absolutely. You know, I just mean the air getting in through like the oh, jaw yeah. and that yeah, area. Yeah, sure. I mean, that can do that. That can help. Um, but the noise issue is, is a lot more complicated than people think. It's not just your helmet. 
um, one, it can be shaped like this guy who's in who's a medium wearing an extra large. He's getting a ton of wind up there because he's not filling it. But, but then the second thing is he was in a really cheap helmet. It's like $120 or something. There's not going to be any noise reduction. Like there's, that helmet's not going to be engineered or, you know what I mean? Like no time or money is going to be spent to make this helmet quiet. It's not going to happen at 120 bucks. And if you really want a quiet ride, you need to spend that money, that 350, that 400. That's what you're getting from a really nice helmet. In addition to the fit, is you're probably getting a quieter ride. Aside from the helmet, though, there's so many other things. I mean, you know, there's windscreens, there's fairings. You know, everyone's bike has different heights of windscreen and different placement of fairing. Um, sometimes the Bluetooth communicators can cause wind noise. I mean, really anything mounted to the side of your helmet can cause wind noise. There's so many different things. Oh, earplugs. You know, if you're not wearing earplugs, you will always have a louder ride. Um, certainly a, t a more tiring one at that, but uh, always wear earplugs to get the best noise reduction and sound dampening. But there's so many different things that you have to assess uh, as an individual rider because, you know, my comfort in terms of noise is totally different than Christy's comfort in terms of noise. You know, she might have a different, she's going to have a totally different experience even in the same helmet. Say we're wearing the exact same model of helmet, she could have a terrible experience or I could have actually I would probably have the worse experience than her in like say the shoe berths because she has a nice little windscreen and her wind is going to flow differently over her head than me where I have no windscreen and I got nothing so I am totally out there and I've got no help in that regard so I could complain and say you know what this helmet sucks it just doesn't block the wind noise at all but then Christy could be like, what are you talking about? This is the quietest helmet I've ever ridden in. But because yeah, she so far, none of my helmets have been quiet because <laughs> even with the extended windscreen on the BMW, well, it's still not tall enough. It's also a relative thing, right? Your, sure. your, like, your opinion of quiet is different than mine. Like I personally, mm -hmm. you know, everything's loud. You're on a motorcycle going 70. I don't care what helmet you've got on. Everything's loud. The only time mm -hmm. I've ever had a truly, I can truly say quiet experience was on the back of a Goldwing. Because <laughs> that thing is just, it's like a spaceship and no wind is getting through that. So, you know, just take people's reviews and opinions with a grain of salt. Because Every time I read complaints about noise on helmets, there is never any qualifying of that statement as to what they ride, what kind of setup they have on their bike, is their helmet the right size and fit, you know, what's the model of the helmet, you know, you know what I mean? There's just so many factors. So, you know, when you see issues about noise and you're concerned about that, just ask those questions to really get a sense of what that person is experiencing. Trust me, I can appreciate a quiet helmet as, you know, as much as the next person because I, I, I have three different helmets and one of them is loud as hell. And then the other two are definitely quieter than that one. But I wouldn't call them quiet. Like even the Schubert, 
it's not quiet per se, but it's quieter, you know, than others that I've worn. But I, um, you know, I just never can tell you that, oh, this is a quiet helmet. It's just kind of relative in that regard. It's, it's not easy. Then I suppose that wraps us up for 61. We thank you for joining us. And we certainly look forward to talking to you for 62. Um, this week, I will be joining a roundtable with The Pace. So I'm assuming they will publish that or post that, excuse me, this Sunday or Monday next week. Um, what today is the 15th? So I'm assuming on the 22nd, you'll hear that roundtable uh, with James and friends. So if you have a second, check that one out. I'm not quite sure what the topic's going to be, but um, I don't know, it should be, a, should be a good discussion. We shall see. In the meantime, definitely visit us on Facebook as the Motorific Podcast and at motorific.com. And you can always find us on Twitter as ADV Goddess and Gear Chick and all of our other social channels. So until then, we hope you have a lovely week and we'll talk to you later.